Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of To The Point Podcast. I've got Liz and Kaylin with me here today. How we doing? Hey all. Howdy. <laughs> so today, we are going to talk about how to spark creativity in a team. Ooh, I like this. Mm -hmm. So I feel it's imperative within an organization to like creativity is, I mean, it's one of our core values at Boost Point. Like to me, if you're going to build something great, if you're going to build something meaningful, um, you're, the, the, the level of creativity that needs to come from the, your team needs to be super high. Um, because if you can get in this rut of just kind of doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and no innovation ever comes from that. Like, I, I feel like going back to my roots, like my, my dad, you know, he, he grew up <clears throat> in construction, started a roofing company, um, and he could have done that for the rest mm -hmm. of his life. And then there was a spark of creativity and innovation. He's like, we are picking, so for those that aren't familiar with roofing, sorry, I didn't mean to talk <laughs> the whole it's beginning great. of this it's podcast, great. but I'm riffing now on this story because um, I really like creativity. So anyway, for those that aren't familiar with roofing, it's like you, you, we have in the US here, we have asphalt shingle roofs mostly, and it's like you gotta tear these roofs off. It's really hard work. Um, I did it as a teenager, come, coming out of high school, summers and stuff like that. It's like really hard work. You know, there's about two ton of, of debris off of a, a normal residential roof. And historically, the only way to get that off was just throw it on the ground, pick it up, and then carry it over to a dumpster, you know, on the driveway. And finally, my dad was like, hey, there's gotta be a better way. And like, and so that spark of creativity and innovation, like he created a, a piece of equipment, a brand new invention, something that didn't exist before. <clears throat> it's like a self-propelled roofing trailer like now it completely streamlines like the idea is now you can catch the debris coming off the roof you know instead of throwing it on the ground and then manual labor taking it somewhere else but again to me that was like early on in my life i saw what the value of what creativity can create and, and innovation and how that can just make things a lot better and now and you so, see them everywhere and now yeah, you see them everywhere the yeah, now there's, a national brand one on and, yeah, there's one next to yep. my house this morning is it? yeah Mm -hmm. um, and so to me, that was just a story that popped in my head as far as, you know, what creativity can produce. Mm -hmm. um, and that needs to come from somebody's thought process. Um, and I believe creating, having the environment in an organization where not just one person is being creative, but everybody has their own spark of creativity that they can bring to the table is super important to innovate. Um, and so question here for the podcast is how do you create an environment that sparks that creativity? I love that. I, I think, um, one of the biggest things is treating your employees like adults and not micromanaging mm -hmm. and allowing like them to move around the office and not sit in a cubicle or like have this, um, giant micromanagement because creative people require different like settings. I feel like if you're a creative person, like sometimes for me, like I always joke around here in the office and say I'm a house cat and I like follow the sun, but for real, like I sometimes need to get away from my desk and then I go to a sunnier spot in the office and it helps me think better. So, um, knowing that, knowing your employees and that they're working and actively pursuing, you know, um, 
like if you're working on a project, you know, if your think tank works better being outside than allowing them to do what's best for them to produce. So for you, environment huge is connected to creativity. Yeah. Yes. Like I can't sit in a fluorescent box. Like I would not be able to be creative at all. If I was sitting in a cubicle that had fluorescent lights with no plants and no windows like that, that would just kill Mm -hmm. my soul. Like I, 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 you know what I mean? I would, that would not, I would not be able to be productive in a sense like that. Mm -hmm. For me, I guess it's more the vibe and part of that comes from leadership and it's not wanting. So it's, it's almost around a fear of looking dumb. So new ideas, whenever you're creative and you're thinking innovatively, like there's potential that you could look dumb or it could be a dumb idea or why would they think that, or this is too out of the box. And I think it's the ability to just brainstorm and not necessarily, it's not like you're landing on, the idea you'll end with, but just that ability to walk that journey through as many iterations as it takes to get there. But the ability to be creative and think without fear of people thinking you're going to be dumb or look dumb by this crazy idea that you might have. So I love, like for me, I love, I don't want things to be the same thing every day. I want it to be different. I like change. I love change (laughs) too much. Uh, so for me being creative, part of that creativity comes to bring out a different outcome than I've already experienced. So I want to figure out how can we make it better? How can we improve a process or how can we make it look better or do this better? And for like, as far as on a team, I think part of the way that happens is just by people being allowed to dream or create or stand in front of a whiteboard without fear of appearing stupid (laughs) what you said earlier yeah the whole fear of being stupid i think goes back and i know we've talked about this in previous podcasts but environment and having safe places Mm -hmm. where you can verbalize and Mm -hmm. then if it's like you know have these crazy ideas and these plans and put them up on the whiteboard and then if you say something ridiculous like being able to laugh together and be like you know throw it in our boost pointisms you know but having that that open mind to literally be able to like word vomit on the black on the whiteboard to be like let's get everything Mm -hmm. out and then come up with like some really great big ideas Mm -hmm. and nothing's off the table Mm -hmm. i'm very hesitant i like what you mentioned there liz i'm very hesitant to like shoot someone's idea down like even if i disagree Mm -hmm. with it or if i think like "Ah, i'm not i don't think that'll fly like i'm I'm very hesitant to, like, I don't think I've ever told anyone, like, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> because it does that, it creates that as like, yeah. okay, now I feel stupid, and now I'm never coming to you again right. with any other idea. You've kind of created a barrier now. If you take this approach of kind of shooting someone's idea right. down. It also stops the flow of energy, so it might not be the ultimate idea that ends with, but even if you think the idea is dumb to start with, it could end up being the yeah. catalyst to taking you to a place where you would have never gotten. It might look totally different, but yeah. I think you're really good at that, Sam. Like, I mean, I can always tell when your wheels are turning and you're walking yeah. around the office with like smoke coming out of your ears <laughs> yeah. as you're creating new ideas. You're super good at that. And I think that um, knowing that you might not start where you end up and allowing, like, it's kind of like fire, right? You have to give it air and all yep. the yep. things that it needs, conversations with people and stuff and brainstorming to get get to a place of 
implementation is like way down the road, but yeah. I get so many brainstorms at like really weird hours and I love Slack for that. So like I will be doing something. I'll put Graham to bed. Who's my son. Um, then I'll be working on something like doing laundry and then I'll be like, Oh, I have an idea. And I'll run up to Slack and be like, Hey Sam, don't answer this right now, but <laughs> boo. And I'll like send like seven lines and then like, like an hour later, he'll just like be like, oh, that is a good idea, you know? But I like, that's another thing that really works for me is I get ideas at random times when I'm doing something else. Also, my husband owns his own business, like a small business. And so a lot of I, very different kind of business, but there's a lot of ideas, you know, that are similar. And sometimes when we're talking, I'm like, oh, that would be a great idea. And then it triggers something for me within my, within Boost Point, you know, an idea for me just like when we're thinking creatively to think outside yep. the box, that's something that he's dealing with daily can carry over to our business. Yep. So. One thing I'll call out there that you mentioned is the importance of bringing somebody else into your yes. creativity. Mm-hmm. I've I found there's something that happens when you can have a conversation, even just verbalizing the idea, mm-hmm. turning it into words. Cause okay, the ideas start in, in our mind as far as like, Oh, this could, be a thing, but then it, it usually to, for it to actually form, it, it needs to be like spoken. And yeah. so having a out. conversation yeah. with somebody, whether that's slack, you know, needing yeah. to you know, just <laughs> tell somebody and like actually put it into words or whether that's, Hey, bringing someone in, you know, kind of randomly, you know, and say, Hey, what, what do you think about this? This is kind of like along your, your realm of expertise, like, and kind of just start riffing. Um, bringing somebody into the conversation is like gasoline Mm -hmm. on that fire of creativity Mm -hmm. for sure. One thing that's hard for me is after, so the whole like creative process and getting to a place where I love being excited about things and I'm passionate. And so it's fun to see things change and make things better. And then you come to implementation and it's like, okay, I can do that. My brain does that. And then when it's like maintaining, I'm like, Okay, bye. <laughs> Someone else, you guys do this. I'll go come up with the next idea. I'll implement it. And then you guys keep doing that thing. Yeah. But that part's like for my personality, that's the part that I love the beginning process. And I actually like figuring out how to implement. And then I'm like, peace. <laughs> and I think that's just understanding our yeah, strengths. Yeah. You know, um, I, I tend to kind of be the same way mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, I'm pretty high on like the innovation yeah. and like visionary, but, but, you yeah, would visionary, be visionary but like yeah. organization and, and yeah. things like that. So it, to me, it's understanding strengths, um, weaknesses and making sure you build a team, yes. you know, around that. I do. However, I will say even, even <clears throat> the maintainers or, you know, the people on the team that, you know, um, maybe we'll, will implement and things like that. I do feel it is important to pull those people in even the beginning conversations of creativity, just so that you understand the reason and the purpose of an initiative. It's so interesting. I have so many thoughts around this because <laughs> I, I agree with you at the same time. It can be hard when you bring black and white thinkers, non-innovative, more of the implementers or maintainers in because they can often put water on that fire too early, 
or or like have a negative viewpoint or see that's never going to work and that's like we just talked about yep. you your starting point isn't often your ending point yep so you have to get through all those versions to come up with the best solution so my experience i have had when you have those people the maintainers in the room can kill an idea yeah and you can't give birth to the idea because it's like, well, it will never work. Well, it wasn't going to be that from the beginning. Like, let us be excited about this for two seconds yeah. because it could be cool, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could figure out a way to implement it. And so <laughs> that part is hard from experience, just knowing who to have in the room, the right people in the room. If I do, I think there's truth to it because it brings balance. But if you have someone that just plays devil's advocate and loves to poke holes in things, that's really hard for creative people to feel happy because yeah. it's it like, is. And I feel this may brings up a broader, <laughs> <laughs> you know, conversation. One of my things is, so I, I feel even um, individuals that are maybe more the the, the contributors to yeah. like seeing building the the thing, whatever the, mm -hmm. the idea is. I feel even those individuals like can have an aspect of creativity. I look at it as kind of one of those core values. It's like everybody has to have mm -hmm. a spark of creativity sure. no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I, I understand people, different personalities and stuff like will kind of be higher or lower on those types of things. But I, I'd want even like everybody to be able to understand the component of creativity mm -hmm. and see the value in it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I have another uh, road like uh, of this so it's <laughs> practically then how do you how do you create space like how do, how do those conversations happen like is that random <clears throat> do you plan them <laughs> do you create is there a framework that can spark creativity um i have a couple thoughts but would love to hear you guys i feel like it starts as random then it's set to a meeting and then it's like getting it all out there because if you're just going to be like, Hey, Kaylin, we're going to have a meeting on next Thursday at 3 PM to be creative. I'm like, <laughs> okay, about what, you know, like, war, war. Yeah. like, I don't know. Like then that puts, I, I don't know. Like that doesn't drive me as much as actively working, being super passionate about my career, coming up with an idea and sitting at my desk and being like, damn, I have this idea. And then we were like, oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Like, let's throw something on the calendar for tomorrow morning. And then we both go home. We've done this so many times. And we're like, I brainstorm on something, you brainstorm on it. And then we're like, let's meet here tomorrow morning at like 830. And we'll talk about it for a half an hour. Yep. So like you get this, I get these sparks. And then I'm like, I have a notebook where I just, it's like my sales, like my Bible that I carry everywhere. Like all of my notes, I make all these notes. And then I'm like very creative and can then touched on that topic. But for me, like I, I don't work well with meetings on a calendar to be like, we are going to discuss this right. creative project. I'm like, okay, well, if I don't feel the spark, you know what I mean? Going into I it, I hundred percent know what you mean. Like, I, I feel like the original thoughts and ideas, you know, usually just come randomly. That's a, for me personally, that's how, that's how they become. Even, even this week, there were two things particularly that I was like, Oh wow, that's interesting. One thing I I do see is like you do have to create margin for it because it's like and there's seasons for stuff too. I mean, the past two months we've just been 
so busy just (laughs) with, you know, sales and getting stuff done. And it's, all right, that's the important thing here. But then this week there's been a little bit more margin and I feel, all right, because of that, now my brain's Mm -hmm. been able to, you know, think about things beyond just, you know, the, the right here, right now, but, you know, created two very like, oh, wow, this is going to be super impactful. I mean, Jordan, you know, you and I had um, one of those conversations yesterday as far as like, all right, this is now the beginning of what could be a big part of our marketing content plan for 2023. And that started just with kind of an idea. And then like Jordan and I, I'm like, hey, can we can we talk about this? Thankfully, Jordan has. <laughs> There's definitely a balance. Like you can't just ruin people's schedule and say, "Hey, yeah. come, <laughs> let's chat." Um, but do again, you have the, three but, minutes. Uh, hey, do you have yeah, two, two hours later? Historical three minutes. <laughs> uh, hey, do you have just two minutes? That's like our the joke in the office. I'm like, Sam, oh, you mean Sam's three hours? Yes. <laughs> but because of that, again, it, it like it wasn't totally formed in my mind. But I was like, all right, we just had to get out there, and then. Because Jordan and I were just kind of going back and forth. It was like, whoa, this turned into, that happened with Vince and I, you know, yeah. two days before that with something product related. Um, but it all started with an idea of inviting someone into that idea. And those were super random. Um, so I feel like you need to create margin. You have to Where have it's like, space. hey, yeah. let me, you know, if that's, you know, once a week, maybe there's nothing on my calendar. And I do that on purpose almost to, you know, see if. Yeah, I can get in the, or you know, super randomly. But then I like what you said, Kaylin. It's like, all right, get the idea out there, you know, and then the follow through that can be a little more process oriented. It's like, all right, well, we're gonna have to me- have a meeting of how we're gonna accomplish this, and hey, let's put something on the calendar so that you know we actually take advantage of this. But creativity often comes randomly, mm-hmm, for sure. Um, there's this idea. It's in a book by Elizabeth Gilbert, and I. It's such a fascinating concept is that ideas are this alive thing. The concept's so interesting. So if you don't get, like, if you aren't able to carry out or you don't pursue this, that someone else will, because it's actually this idea that exists. It's kind of meta, but it's really cool. Anyways, I was thinking (laughs) how much loss opportunity there is to when you're either in a place of fear or place of not Mm -hmm. wanting to be risky because you know, change and innovation and creativity takes risk, requires risk and how much lost opportunities there are when we stay in a place of safety and just, yeah, not wanting to change things. So that's like a side note. But, um, as far as your question to how it happens, I feel like it's mostly random, but I was thinking the same thing, Sam, as far as margin or space, if you're just running and you're wall to wall every day, all day, you don't have time right for creative thinking or for changing things or for dreaming with, with people that you enjoy. And I think that's like super important to, to be able to have that space. And then I just lost my train of thought. I was going to say one more thing, but (laughs) it is gone. It is gone. Sorry. It's not coming. (laughs) are there any creative ideas that like came to you within the past month that we can use as an example (laughs) Uh, i wasn't gonna ask that question but i'm like hey well let's take advantage of this maybe we can have a little creative session right here right now it's like (laughs) process driven so it's not exciting or fun but we've grown as a company and we're taking bigger clients. And so I had this idea of creating this spreadsheet, which is like not exciting, but it, oops, it brings all of the departments together 
and creates this flow that we never had before. So it was this idea, I'm like, we need this. And I could see pieces of how it could all parse together. And now we have all departments coming together on one spreadsheet. And now my information lives where I need it to live. It was one of those, like, it's not super exciting to talk about, but process driven. It took creative thought. Some people could sit there and just be frustrated by it and not be able to see a way through Like, how could I solve this problem? So it took some creativity. I talked to, um, Danny, our other CSM on the team and like came up with, what do you think about this? She gave some insight and then just like put it down and got feedback from Jared CTO implemented it. And it's like, boom, done. done. Yeah. So that's such an important component of why I feel it's so valuable at every single level in an organization to have creativity as part of, you know, the, the DNA. Because it's like, okay, sure, I often think of, you know, the super high levels, like mm-hmm. product ideas and things like that. It's like, yes, creativity is important there, but it's also important in every aspect. You know, you brought, this is a great, you know, something process-oriented, mm-hmm. which can be kind of like, all right, you know. Boring. Not the most exciting <laughs> yeah. thing to think yeah. about, or but taking a creative creative mindset and approach to a problem like that, a, a process, can may make you double your efficiency, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't always have to be, you know, the, the shiny, inventing, a, right. in, inventing an equipter right. or coming up with an electric car, you know, but yep. even in the everyday things that we do, having a creative lens that we look through um, will move things forward. Mm-hmm. Also, don't diss Excel sheets. Yeah. <laughs> I love Excel. It is my life. I love formulas. I love organization. Yes. No, it makes me laugh because when you built that, I was like, oh, and I'm the green columns. Like, yes. I, it makes me so happy to see that. And it really does help your process. So mm-hmm. I know now when I, when, you know, when this happens and I jump into that mm-hmm. sheet and then I know that it helps you and then it helps Jared and it's, the whole company has now complete visual where before we were like, where is this so at? Many and now we're like, yeah. you jump into that sheet and you know exactly where okay. that customer mm-hmm. is at based on collaborative data, Yeah, yep. which is beautiful. Which is not a great, exciting example. Of but it's, it's efficient. Yes, it is. And it, it was creative. It, yes. Yeah. Important. Like, again, I, I, I think of... Um, even the definition of creativity mm-hmm. and like, I think a, a lot of people think of, you know, the, the arts and, and, and things like even, even growing up, I never considered myself creative or innovative because uh, I was a horrible artist in school. <laughs> like I, I can draw stick figures <laughs> and I always thought of that as like the definition of creativity. Yeah. And artistry, yes, you know, and then I started, you know, getting interested in again. This is like when I'm a teenager, and like get, got interested in music and photography and stuff like that. And I started understanding that creativity mm-hmm. comes in different Looks forms. Different. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was like, okay, running a company and sales and market, wow, that's even another form of of being an artist mm-hmm. and being creative. A spreadsheet can be yeah. a form of creativity and artistry. You know, if if you take an approach to it that's like, hey, I'm going to create something that never existed, mm-hmm. um, and and what are the possibilities there? Yeah. One thing I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we were talking about scheduling time to be creative and how it happens more randomly. Oh. One thing though that I've experienced, we don't really do this here, and it's not like a bad thing that we don't. But often in other roles I've had, there's like offsite time together as a team. 
And so scheduled time, either for strategic planning or like reflection or where are we going or, you know, whether we're doing like SWOT analysis, which I don't really like. But um, some of those things I do feel like are benchmarks in my mind as part of the creative process is like, let's get the team. Have you been a part of anything like that? Probably not in. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> where a group can go and be in a different room than this and really like creative juices I feel like flow in a different way when you have structured time away and that's that margin your environment that you talked about when you have like a great environment and then you're able to just like have ideas come out of that and then it's super fun to look back and see oh we we kind of quote unquote bird that idea in that room and now look at us you look back four months later and it's you know, alive in your company and you're doing that thing. And that part is, that has been really fun. So we should do that, Sam. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, Ooh. I think what you're, it's, it's yeah. really what you're, cool. what you're talking about there is intentionality. hundred percent. Prioritizing yeah. it. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I feel that's super important. Cause the hustle, you can easily never step away cause you could always be busy. And that was one thing like yesterday, I'm like, I just need more time in life, in my personal life in work life. Same. I just need time. If you just live and you're like consumed by the fact that you don't have enough time, you'll never have that intentionality in any area of life. And so I think just like guarding that, setting it aside, it does kind of make magic happen there Mm -hmm. because your brain just functions a little bit differently than the day to day. 100%. Yeah. This is not work related, but just going back to Ben, like Ben is an insanely creative person. Um, and I feel like I am also like I went to art school, but I'm more business driven because of my career where my career led me. But we've started to do like at night to after we put Graham to bed, like put your phone in a different room so you can't play on it. And then the creativity that comes out of our relationship, whether it's like some nights we even do stupid things where we just, you know, sit down with watercolors and paint for like an hour and and then have conversations I think another thing is that people are so addicted to not, I know we didn't talk about this, but just like electronics and being so like head in your computer or head in your phone and not experiencing things that are around them. Mm -hmm. And if you take a step away from some technology, sometimes there's some really beautiful things that like come Come out out of of your brain Mm -hmm. and body. It's so weird to think back, like even when we were little it just wasn't even mm-hmm. a part of life and mm-hmm. how much now time's wasted creativity is limited and yeah mm, it's crazy mm-hmm. original thought right <laughs> that yeah. novel idea yeah yeah awesome any additional thoughts here before we wrap up so jordan's good. giving me the wrap-up signal <laughs> <laughs> so good i just think it's really really great to be part of a company that allows you to be creative and you know allows you to authentically try new and different things um, for yourself and also for the brand. So thank you. 100%. Yeah, there's de- I think you mentioned this, Liz. There's a certain amount of risk with creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. trying something new, it's like, all right, well, we've done this this mm-hmm. way in the past, and it's worked, it's worked. this mm-hmm. way up to this point. Ugh, so there's... <laughs> You're like, oh, we're not going to change it because we've done it this way forever. You're like, Ugh. There is a way better way, or you know, if you think outside the box. So, but a general no, a general rule that I've seen is like, all right, the thing that has gotten you here is most times not the thing that will take you to the next milestone, yeah. and so that needs to be something new and creative mm-hmm. and innovative. Yep, yep. 
Awesome. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much for your thoughts here on this episode. This is a fun one. And um, to our audience, thanks again for taking a listen. We'll see you on the next one. Boop, boop. (laughs) Peace.